All right, it's Jazz's Backstage Pass. You never heard John Coltrane like this before. Hey everyone, this is your host, Brian Zimmerman. You know, I was just on the scene in Concord, California for the 50th annual Concord Jazz Festival. It's a showcase for the Concord Jazz label's preeminent artists. Now, when it comes to Concord artists, no one has been involved with the label longer than the legendary percussionist and vocalist, Pancho Sanchez, a true pioneer of Latin jazz. Born in Texas in 1951, Pancho's career took off in the mid-1970s when he was asked to join the world-famous Latin jazz ensemble led by vibraphonist Cal Jader. Pancho performed with him until Jader's untimely death in 1982. A year later, in 1983, Pancho began a relationship with Concord Records that lasted to this day, resulting in more than two dozen recordings, a Grammy Award, and several Grammy nominations. On his latest project, Train's Delight, Pancho celebrates the life and music of the iconic saxophonist John Coltrane. Due out September 20th via Concord Picante, Train's Delight is a love letter from one musical pioneer to another, as a Latin jazz legend pays homage to one of his earliest and most indelible influences. We're actually listening to Pancho's cover of Blue Train right now. The album arrives just in time for the late tenor titan's 93rd birthday, which, jazz fans, happens to be on September 23rd. We recently spoke with Pancho at the 50th annual Concord Jazz Festival in Concord, California. Pancho was performing material from the new album, and we sat down with him backstage to discuss the monumental influence that Coltrane had on his life. Pancho is an amazing artist and a captivating storyteller. We know you're going to love this podcast. We're going to get into that in a minute, but first I'd like to thank Cobuzz.com, a streaming service that offers the most comprehensive CD-quality hi-fi catalog in the world, as well as the largest selection of streaming music in studio-quality high-res. You can enjoy unlimited streaming of all your music from $9.99 per month with no strings attached. Just visit on.cobuzz.com slash jazzis to learn more. All right, now it's time to take it backstage with Pancho Sanchez. Yeah, man. Excited for the new album. I just got the press release for the new album. Um, I listened to it a little bit. It's great, dude. It's, okay. it's amazing. It's amazing. Tribute to uh, John Coltrane. It's called Train's Delight. And from what I read in the press notes, man... This guy was an early, early idol for you. I believe uh, Coltrane, that was the first album you ever bought with your own money, yes? Yeah, yeah, because I'm the youngest of 11, so I have a lot, I had a lot of records handed, handed down to me from my brothers and sisters. But the first one that I bought with my own money was the album called Coltrane. Yeah. And, and that's the first one I bought with my own money. And, and I never forget the cover, it's, it's blue. It's blue. Yep. And it has a picture of John Coltrane's, just his face and the neck of the saxophone. Man, that record is badass, man. And um, from the minute I put the, the needle on the record, uh, the first song is Out of This World. Okay. And John Coltrane just takes off, you know what I mean? And it was beautiful. I mean, I was almost in shock when I first put that on. I was in the seventh grade or something. Put it on. And then uh, 
I thought it was uh, he, it was his song, and he titled it "Out of This World" because he plays uh, out of this world. But then later on, I found out it's an old standard. You know? Yeah, but he took it out of this oh, world. Yeah. Man, you better believe that. Man. And John Coltrane was so great; he didn't have to solo. He, just him playing the. Actually, there's a couple of tunes where he just does play the melody, yeah. and then somebody else takes a solo. I'm trying to remember the tune, but he, he don't have to take a solo. Well, if he does, then you're. You're in heaven, you know, but I mean, just the way he plays the melody is John Coltrane, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. And from what I understand, I mean, huge mentor for you, you would shed his music. I understand that I read one story, I think you even wanted to eat exactly what he ate. What's that story all about? Yeah, yeah. Well, what happened is that I, I, I stayed home from school and, and he, uh, the disc jockey interviewed him on the radio on the jazz station in Los Angeles. It was, uh, it was, uh, uh, K, uh, KBCA okay. uh, 105 on your FM dial. And that was the, the jazz station when I was a kid in Los Angeles. And the guy interviewed him, and it wasn't a very long interview, but 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 the very end, the, he goes, hey, John, before you leave, uh, can I ask you, what what's your favorite food? So my ear grew about this big, yeah. you know what I mean? And I got close to the, my little transistor radio, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. got real close to it, and, and he said, sweet potato pie. And I thought, wow, sweet potato pie, I don't know about that, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, uh, I thought he was gonna say, you know, beef ribs or fried chicken or something, and I would've ate that for months and years. <laughs> yeah. But it, it ends up, he said sweet potato pie. After it was over, I went to in the kitchen, my mother, she spoke mostly just Spanish, so I asked her, do you know how to make sweet potato pie? And she said, what is eso? Which means what is that? Right. You know, what is that? I said it's pie made with sweet potatoes. And she goes, I can't make you that, but I can make you camote. In Spanish, it's called camote. It's it's sweet potatoes. And you put them in the oven for about an hour, and they get nice and soft. And then you squash them, squash it, skin and all. You squash it, and you put a little honey and a little 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 milk. Yeah, you could be playing like Coltrane. Yeah, yeah. Man, you know, it's sweet potato pie without the crust is yeah. what it is. Yeah. And I ate that for two weeks every single day, you know what I mean? And the, and the thing I tell people is, thank God he didn't say dog food, because right. I would have went and bought a bag of dog food. I would have ate, ate it. Yeah. Whatever it takes, man. Well, how about musically? I mean, you know, were you, you were gigging at the time. Were you playing guitar, or did you fully transition uh, to percussion at this time? No, no, I haven't even touched a conga yet, man. I, I was playing the guitar a little bit and the drum set a little bit, and uh, I was a singer. I was a lead vocalist of a band, uh, rhythm and blues, uh, rock and roll soul band. And what is it you took from Coltrane's style that you could apply to your own, you know what I mean? You mentioned kind of that energy, that sound. What was it about that Coltrane sound? It's it just, of course, I don't play saxophone, right. uh, but a, a lot of the saxophone players who have played with me, I like when they play, have the sound of John Coltrane, the style, or, and the, the, that kind of thought. But for myself, I, I have thought, I think of certain John Coltrane licks or John Coltrane, John Coltrane solos when I'm taking a solo on a conga drum. So, you know, it's not exactly the same thing, right, right, right. but I adapt some of the ideas that I got from John Coltrane when I solo. Sometimes I think of some of those lines that he would play and try to emulate some of that stuff on a conga drum. But uh, I think it's just the fact that, um, that the sound that he had, it, it sounds like, um, uh, what can I tell you, man? When I was a kid, I'd hear the John Coltrane sound. He sounded different than everybody else. It sounded like, uh, like, good things are gonna happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sounded like life to yeah. me, or it felt good. It sounded like good things 
was coming, you know what I mean? That's how much I was into it. Hey, it's Brian again with just a few more words on Cobuzz. Now, you might already know that Cobuzz offers the biggest catalog of hi-fi and high-res albums in the world, both for new releases and specialized genres. But for hundreds of thousands of albums, Cobuzz also includes all the information you need to recreate the appeal of a real CD. We're talking the names of musicians, the producers, the lyrics. There's everything you need to know to appreciate your favorite albums. Cobuzz is compatible with all types of audio equipment and also provides advice on your hi-fi equipment purchases. Not only that, but every week, Cobuzz publishes interactive articles that widen your musical knowledge, and you can even download high-res files to listen to in offline mode, so you can enjoy your music even when you don't have internet access. Subscriptions to Cobuzz start at just $9.99 per month. Again, visit on.cobuzz.com slash jazzis to learn more. All right, let's get back to the interview. Right on, man. Right on. You know... Flash forward to the now, you're obviously adapting, arranging all of these Coltrane tunes to your own kind of idiom. Coltrane did Olay, you know, and it was, you know, Africa brass that would kind of had some Latin influence, sort of. But were there, were, did you find in his, like, sound, his rhythm, his style, anything where you could point to and be like, oh, man, that's, I could hear the clave in that. You know, I could hear the song in that. Well, you know, uh, some tunes lend themselves to play Latin style and some tunes really don't, you know what I mean? And, of course, that's where Francisco Torres, my musical director, he comes in very importantly uh, because... He has suggested tunes. Mm-hmm. Said Matt Poncho, I think this tune will work great, like uh, Liberia. Yeah. Uh, I, I had the re- the tune, but I never thought of doing Liberia. Jo- uh, Francisco Torres brought me that, and he said, "Man, that that I think it'll work, man, as a mambo, you know." Yeah. So sure enough, he played it for me a little bit because at my house, I, of course, congas, and I have a piano at the house, and right, he, right. Francisco comes over from time to time, and we write tunes together or whatever. And he played it for me. I said, yeah, I mean, man, that sounds cool to me. So Francisco did a beautiful arrangement on it. Uh, he did the arrangement, he brought it to the rehearsal. And of course, we do it at the rehearsal, and then we tweak it. You know what I mean? Like, right. oh, you know, maybe we should add a part here or take that part out or, you know what I mean, whatnot. You kind of clean it up or dress it up nicely for when you're going to do it live, you know? So uh, actually, Francisco gets credit for that. He, he brought me that tune. And, and, uh, and then, like, Andy Langham, the piano player in my band, he just brought a tune because I, I told him we're going to do John Co- a record a tribute to John Coltrane. Not all John Coltrane tunes, but he. I said I need I need a six eight number African six eight number. Okay. So he brought the tune Suve, which okay. means to go up Suve, and he called it up and up. And I told him, well, I don't know if I like up and up. But I said, but I, I told him, do you like Suve or a subir? And he goes, what does that mean? I go, it means to go up and up, you know, up. So he goes, that's great. Let's leave it at that. So, and, and what we did with Suve, uh, Andy's tune, it, it's pretty simple metal, melody, but I, we, I, I started thinking and hearing stuff. So uh, uh, Francisco Torres and myself, we added stuff in there. Okay. I started telling Francisco, you know what? It needs uh, maybe a bata or a checklist for sure. We put the checklist in there. And I got some talking drums, the nice. African talking nice. drums. So Joey DeLeon and myself, we, we started practicing a little bit on those talking drums. So Joey's playing one and I'm playing the other one. And we do some talking drum solos from the African talking drums. Uh, a lot of different African percussion bells and stuff. And then I added my friend Cornelius Duncan. Uh, he played that uh, ka- kalimba or... Ka- ka- huh? The thumb piano? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. P- thumb piano yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. it's called. Yeah, and, and Cornelius, 
is really not a professional musician, but I, I seen him play it one time on, on YouTube. And I said, Cornelius, I didn't know you could play that thing like that. So uh, uh, it's funny, when we recorded that tune, um, he, we were on the phone at my house in Los Angeles, and he was in Denver in the studio recording it. So we were doing it over the phone, you know what I mean? Checking to see if it was a, so, but you gotta, you put, yeah, and that's how you put things together. Exactly. It all worked together. But uh, the John Coltrane thing, uh, like I say, there's about three John Coltrane tunes and then other tunes that re were related to John Coltrane, like Duke Ellington's Feeling of Jazz. You know, that's not John Coltrane's tune, but he recorded that with Duke Ellington, yeah. that one record they did together, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. So we take those ideas like that and, and try to do it our style. Nice, man. It's coming out on Concord Picante, right? right? Which is a label you've been with almost as long as there has been a Concord Picante, right? Yeah, I was the third third person to sign on the Concord Picante. They made the label for Cal J, the Concord Right. Picante. Second person that signed with him was Tanya Maria, okay. and I signed like a year later. Nice. So, and everybody came after me. I'm talking about Tito Puente, right. Mongo, uh, Barret, everybody from Unconquered, uh, the Latin Jazz came after I signed. Right. You know what I mean? And way after, too, about six, seven years after. Right. And it was Cal who initially brought you on, right? Number yeah, one, number one. They made the, that, that branch for Cal right. Jader. He was a major influence on you as well, man. What did you take from Cal and his, his work? I know that's hard to sum up. Yeah, it's hard, man. But, but Cal was the greatest, man. First of all, he's a sweetheart of a, man, of a man, beautiful man. And to me, God made him to play vibes better than anybody. I didn't say faster or, or more uh, 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 progressive. Mm. He just played pretty. Mm. He, he knew how to play the vibes. He knew how to lay that mallet on the on the on that the vibes. Right, right. He had his own sound, his own style, and he, he played really pretty, man. Now, Cal was the best, and so I learned a lot by being around Cal. I was with him for seven and a half years. I toured all over the world with him. And I, I learned a lot just by hanging out around him in the daytime, you know, walking around the different cities we'd be at, just the way he approached people and the way he approached music. I learned a lot just by being around him, more than, you know, sitting down in a classroom and this is the way you do it, you know what I'm saying? I learned just more by just being around him. I learned a lot of great things. And Cal had a great knack of picking st standards and playing them Latin style. Like I said, once again, some of them lend themselves to the clave and some of them don't, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. And, um, yeah, so we're here, what, 30, 40-plus years later, still recording with Concord at the Concord Jazz Festival. After a 15-year hiatus celebrating their 50th anniversary, what does this label do so well, man? What, what is it about this label? Well, I remember when they were just down the street in a little house right. over there, you know what I mean? After the car dealership. Yeah, exactly, yeah. man, yeah. I remember that place, you know, and then and it was a big deal. Then they got the little garage added to it. Like, wow, now it's getting big, you know what I mean? So uh, I've been around them a long time. I have the seniority on Concord Record yes, label, you, you know what I mean? And uh, so um, it's been great. I, I mean, to see a little small record company end up being... Concord owns everything now. I mean, Prestige, uh, uh, Fania, they, I mean, uh, 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 Stax Records. I mean, they own everything now. And I remember when they started right down the street over here, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's a blessing, man. That's a beautiful thing. And as long as it's a good thing for jazz, that's what I like. Thank you, man. Pancho, thank you so much for sitting down with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
All right, and that'll do it for today's episode. I'd like to take a minute to thank this episode's sponsors. They include Smoke Sessions Records. Their new album, This I Dig of You, from drum legend Jimmy Cobb, is out right now. You can check it out online at smokesessionsrecords.com. Thanks also to Blue Note Records. They're currently celebrating their 80th anniversary with a bunch of cool musical initiatives. To check out everything they've got going on, visit bluenote.com. And thank you to ECM Records, which this year celebrates its 50th anniversary. They've got a new concert recording of Keith Jarrett playing Solo Bach from 1987. To learn more about that album and all the other great stuff coming out on ECM, visit ecmrecords.com. Another big thanks to the online streaming service Deezer. We regularly curate playlists on this platform. To check out our latest, visit Deezer.com and search for Jazz Is. Our playlist also will be on Cobuzz, another one of our sponsors. This is a high-res streaming service that is the premier destination for audiophiles looking to stream music online. Visit Cobuzz.com to learn more. That's Q-O-B-U-Z.com to learn more. Another thanks to jazzradio.com featuring more than 35 channels of curated jazz music for free online. Visit jazzradio.com to check it out. Thanks also to the New Jersey Performing Arts Center in Newark, New Jersey on the calendar for them in November, a performance by Chaka Khan. That's taking place November 14th. For tickets and more info, visit njpac.org. That's njpac.org. Big thanks also to Jazz at Lincoln Center, New York's leading jazz venue. Coming up for them on September 12th, the South African Songbook, a musical celebration of South African democracy 25 years after apartheid's end. Top South African musicians will join the orchestra to perform essential South African music with each song chosen by a guest performer and newly arranged for the Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra. This event kicks off the opening weekend for the Rose Theater. For tickets and more info, visit jazz.org. Thanks also to Quest TV, the world's first subscription video on-demand platform dedicated to jazz. It's an online library of jazz concert videos and feature documentaries that has been called the Netflix of jazz. It was started in part by Quincy Jones and has both free and premium memberships. Visit quest.tv to learn more. That's Q-W-E-S-T.tv. Thanks also to Nouvelle Records, the world's finest jazz vinyl subscription service. On the calendar for them, the Nouvelle Live Festival, a week of music on the stage and in the studio to celebrate five years of Nouvelle, featuring two New York premieres, four world premieres, and five live recording sessions. Alumni from each season of Nouvelle subscription-based box sets will perform at the legendary Jazz Standard. It's taking place September 3rd through 8th. Check this label out at nouvelle-records.com. That's N-E-W-V-E-L-L-E-Records.com. Lastly, we'd like to thank the U.S. Navy Band Commodore's Jazz Ensemble, currently celebrating their 50th anniversary. They've got concert dates around the country. If you want to catch them in action, visit our website and click the Navy Band Commodore's banner. Lastly, we know you've been enjoying this podcast. We'd like to get it out to as many ears as possible. And to do that, we need your help. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to rate us, leave a comment, and let us know how much you love listening. And also leave some recommendations for albums you want to hear in our 10 Albums You Need to Know list or who you think we should interview in our next podcast. All right, that'll do it for me, everyone. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 